0: Welcome to the Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. I'm your host, Hanna Sampson. Conference organizers everywhere would probably like the secrets to hosting a buzz-worthy event like South by Southwest or Bonnaroo. Our guests, Mike Shea and Rich Goodstone, aren't giving everything away, but they were willing to share some insight during the Skift Global Forum earlier this year. Mike Shea is Chief Logistics Officer at South by Southwest, and Rich Goodstone is co-founder of Superfly, the production company behind Bonnaroo. They spoke at the forum about using data for personalization, integrating technology, and the effect of big events on a destination. And they joined us backstage in this gift take studio to talk about bringing fun to events that could otherwise be boring, the way attendee behavior is changing, and why selfies are getting in the way of experiences. Mike and Rich spoke to me, editor and podcast host, Hannah Sampson. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you guys to, um, starting on my left, introduce yourself and tell me what you do.
1: Uh, Mike Shea. I'm uh, with South by Southwest. I'm the chief logistics officer in charge of uh, most of the
2: production elements. Rich Goodstone, Superfly, and I oversee a lot of the brand solutions um, part of our business as well as a lot of the revenue streams for our large-scale festivals.
0: Thank you guys for joining us. Um, I, I think that a lot of events, a lot of destinations are trying to have the South by Southwest of whatever place they are or whatever topic they're interested in. Um, are you seeing anyone... Be truly innovative in the big event space in a way that isn't just trying to take what you're doing and replicate it.
1: Oh, sure. I, I think that lots and lots of folks are, are doing um, doing original things. I, I, you know, I I don't think that the South by Southwest concept really was uh, especially original. I think that uh, in a lot of ways we might have just worked harder at it than than some other people might have stayed at it a, a little bit longer and. You know, maybe had a different strategy. Uh, one of our uh, guiding strategies has always been to produce the event as uh, uh, as frugally as possible, uh, and uh, I think that uh, that sort of conservative bootstrapping kind of a, a production policy has has served us pretty well. So uh, I don't think that. Uh, uh, that, that we have a corner on the market, and I think that there are lots of other folks who are doing pretty great things out there. I mean, in, including what uh, what Bonnaroo is doing, which is, uh, you know, really uh, in, in a lot of the same spaces that we're in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, There's South by Southwest, which is, you know, universally lauded as very cool. And then on the flip side, you've got trade conferences and um, professional events, which I think are universally thought of as kind of kind of boring often. Um how can meetings and events capture some of the hip factor? Are there, are there lessons to be learned from your experiences that can translate to, um, events that just aren't necessarily meant to be cool, but can better engage people or, you know, be more interactive?
1: Oh, well, I, I think absolutely. Um, one of our newer events is South by Southwest EDU. It's about six years old. Um, it's about five thousand people, and it's people coming from the education space. So it's it's uh, it's it's teachers, it's administrators, it's uh, people from um, textbook companies, all of those kinds of kinds of places. And what we do is we just try to introduce a little bit more fun to the uh, uh, to the event, maybe make it uh, a little bit more freewheeling, uh, but still serious and dealing with the subject matter seriously. So I, I think in 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 a lot of ways, people can take what they're already doing, uh, just maybe kind of lose the tie and uh, uh, try to have a little more fun with it. I I think they'll be successful.
0: Any thoughts on that, Rich?
2: I do. Um, (laughs) No, I think in general, um, you know, you just have to know your audience and uh, no one wants to sit and watch 10 hours of panels. They, they, they go home and they have fun with their friends too and they enjoy good meals. And I think when you're considering any sort of programming, you just have to look at the entire picture and the entire experience. And that that's from when they, you know decide to get to your event to when they leave and you're in charge of all of that time and you know, why would it be one-dimensional if you really take a look at it from the, you know, the audience's perspective. I just think it's a matter of focus and asking the right questions. And um if you ask your audience what they're looking for, they'll they'll tell you. And then you you know you program accordingly. Um I think a lot of people just get stuck in, you know, specific a uh, mentality or they think that there's a certain way to do it. Um and once you start asking questions, though, I think it's pretty obvious that these things can be multidimensional, whether it's a festival, large scale festival geared towards millennials or the creative class, and it's a little bit more of a business thing. So
0: how are how are either of you or both of you seeing consumer or attendee behavior changing over the last
2: handful of years? Well that's yours. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, it used to be the lighter. Everyone would hold up the <laughs> lighter for the show. Now it's the phone. Yeah. Um, that's certainly been a, a, a very big difference. But, you know, the more they change, the more they stay the same. And the more digital a world we become, the more we're looking for these analog, you know, community-based experiences. So I think that, um, you know, digital is a great tool for it. And that's definitely the biggest thing we've seen is, you know, these, these social and digital personas. Um, but the most interesting thing about them is they're all based on – your experiences, so it all comes back to um, you know the real life humanity of it all, and uh, all these other tools, which again have been really coming around about in the last ten years, uh, have been a part of this 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 new generation. I will say, because of that as well, you know, when we first started, things like Bonnaroo is focused on this niche audience, this grassroots rock community as the iPod generation happened, you know, you'd start to ask people what they listen to and they would start to tell you you and now it's everything, you know, they would have one sort of, so I think that also, um, you know, evolves your programming, it evolves, you know, how you're trying to think of your audience and, um, you know, as I said before, I think we're we're really made up of of many, many subcultures. You know, you're not just a dad, you're not just a sports fan or a music fan or, you know, Latino or whatever it might be, you're an amalgamation of all these things and there's a certain cultural fluidity that you have to plan for and i think we've always been that but because information comes at us so quickly and it's so easily absorbed through various sources that um you know it affects who you are and and uh and you just kind of have to be aware of that and again it's it, it it ties to speaking to your audience and knowing who they are because they do evolve and they do change um and i think those are some of the catalysts for it so
0: Uh, We talk a lot about defining the future of travel at Skift. Do you have an idea for what you think the future of festivals or big events will be 10, 15 years down the road? Or the future of South by Southwest, 10, 15 years down the road? No. (laughs) You're not thinking about the future.
1: (laughs) We hate the future. We hate the future. Um, Can I answer the question that that Rich just answered? For sure. Because... Well, no, I think I think you nailed it. I think you (laughs) agree. What what I wanted to 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 add to to uh, to Rich's answer about uh, how people's behaviors are different now um, is that one of one of the things that I see that I I think I'm not really a fan of is that people used to come to an event to experience the event. I think that people don't experience things now as much as they try to capture it for social media. Mm. It makes me sad to go to a museum and see people not looking at the art but just posing for selfies in front of the art or having their friends take pictures of themselves in front of the art. I I understand that it's a way uh, that they're trying to engage with it. But I think that instead of experiencing the moment, I think they're trying to – capture the moment for something else. And and I think that's a problem. I think that that has translated into uh, festival and uh, conference experiences and and lots of other experiences where instead of actually being in the moment and enjoying it or learning from it or whatever, uh, they're more concerned – and I'm not pointing uh, fingers at at, at anybody or generation (laughs) much Um, (laughs) – but i i think that uh, uh people are probably missing out on actually experiencing things more than uh more than trying to take selfies
0: um anything to say on the future of south by southwest so
1: I, I i think that the future of south by southwest is to you know just keep doing what we've been doing now uh we do know that people are not one dimensional that they uh, have a lot of different interests they they are lots of different uh, roles at, at the same time and so what we're trying to do is keep expanding the numbers of topics uh, that we uh, that we address to to continue meeting their interests and to, to help the event itself grow so at some point we you know we, we may top out into the number of people uh, and the number of sessions that we uh, that we can do and so we have to start thinking of ways to uh, to broaden the topics
2: uh, and, and expand and and, and grow and, and uh, thrive that way. I think for us, I mean, generalizations are tough. I think focusing on ourselves, you know, we've rallied around a purpose statement, which is to create profound experiences that can transform people's lives. And that's kind of our North Star. And it gives us a lot of room to really think about what that's going to be. But um, at least at this point, uh, a lot of it has been, you know, building communities around shared passions. And we started in music and have evolved into culinary and comedy. Um, we're looking at the resort and hospitality space, and just always trying to figure out if our point of view could add value to an audience in a particular industry. And if we can do that, and we're passionate about it, then um, those are the types of things that we'll get involved with. You know, I think this, cr- you know, this cross pollination of passions has definitely been a trend, and I think it will continue to be like that. In the sense of this, you know, multidimensional human experience. And um, but the exactly where it's all going, it's it's really tough to to see. Um, yeah. All
0: right. Well, guys, thank you so much.
2: Appreciate cool. it. Cool. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah.
0: That was Mike Shea of South by Southwest and Rich Goodstone of Superfly speaking backstage at this Gift Global Forum. If you like what you hear from this Gift Global Forum two thousand sixteen in New York City, there's more coming. We're holding our first ever Skift Global Forum Europe on April 4th in London. Find out about this and other events at forum.skift.com. This show was produced by Ben Glowey, who can be found on Twitter at visible underscore sound. Assistant editor Sarah Enlo provided additional support. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Skift on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and a comment to help other listeners find us. Past episodes and a link to subscribe are online at podcast.skift.com. And this has been the Skift Podcast. Thanks for listening.